Hello, this is Grooveverse, Say It Again, a series of live recordings taken from the improvised jazz and spoken word night, Grooveverse. Check out our YouTube channel and Instagram page at Grooveverse to watch snippets from the live show and to find out how you can get your hands on tickets to our next event. The one rule of Grooveverse is that there are no rehearsals. So what you're about to hear is a series of never-to-be-repeated moments of musical mayhem and lyrical wizardry. The irony that, by listening to this podcast, you are actually repeating them isn't lost on me. Enjoy. We're excited to have him here at Grooveverse. Give a Grooveverse welcome to Dan Whitlam! That needs to go up a little bit, doesn't it? Christ, there we go. Yeah, that's perfect, that's perfect. Great, that. Perfect. Um, <coughs> God, hello, hello, hello. Um, I basically got into poetry through my grandma. And um, basically, she was telling me this story about how she was coming down from Yorkshire, and she was drinking a glass of wine, and she ended up swallowing her tongue. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing, by the way. This isn't a poem, by the way. This is just backstory. <laughs> just, just so you all know. Um, and basically, this guy next to her essentially put his hand in her mouth and like got her tongue out again so she could breathe. And um, they were talking, and he turned out to be a wrestler called The Masked Kung Fu. It's wild. Um, and anyway, she, that was my, how my grandma and my granddad met. And it was like this amazing like, meeting story. And um, essentially she was like, do you have any stories about like, how you met someone? And I was like, um, yeah, I got one. And I met this girl by a lake and it was very romantic and nice. And she was like, no, 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 really jazz it up a bit. Jazz it up a bit. Um, and um, I was like, okay, well, what was she like? And I said, well, she, um, she had this sort of like ineffable grace, which like shined bright amongst all the nefarious characters. And this aura which placed a limerence of her mind and soul, whole mind under control by just a lilt of her voice. And as I said, we met upon the bank side of this comely lagoon, under a blanket of stars and the dark side of the moon, and she was sat there picking petals of a summer poppy's bloom, and wound round her wrist in pink thread was this balloon. And I asked her what the balloon celebrated, and she said that it flew to mourn this land. This land which had been turned barren by just the eternal greed of man. She spoke of susurous snakes being ripped from happy homes to make way for a concrete jungle built on nature's bones. You know how sad it is we destroy perfection to make way for avarice. And this she spoke with her silver-tongued rhetoric as I sat there longingly and listened. I mean, she christened my mind with newfangled ideas and philosophies discussing life and life's lessons, professions and their novelties. And she told me she wished to be a teacher... You know, a moulder of minds for education was the key. And I just said, well, teacher, you've turned my pupils into pupils and taught them better things to see. And for hours we sat and spoke, smoking woodbines under the night's cloak, all the while my heart refusing to dead its dance. You know, her chantoyant eyes had me entranced, a little flecks of gold and green that sparkled with jubilant behaviour under the night's pale glow. And in a thoughtless act of passion, I grabbed her wrist and then grabbed the balloon thread and with teeth bared, I bit through and released that balloon that we'd shared and... You know, she cried out and screamed, what have you done? Just like that. <laughs> and I just cried back, my dear, now nah, words float by the sun. 
You know, these ideas that we shared rise high towards the heavens so the gods may hear our pleas and rid the world of its seven sins that do plague and take away our lands. You know, they glamorize the twisted villain and idolize the crooked man. This balloon that flies doesn't mourn but will rise as a beacon of hope for all the folks that cry at night. And she silently smiled and sort of nodded. But, you know, through searching eyes, I could see her pupils following that balloon up and up on through wondrous heights and on towards the unknown. And so I took her face in between my hands, kind of like this. And I said that moments like this belong to you and me. And that's he and she, lost in each other's gaze for an eternity. And this eternity I'll spend eternally by your perfectly formed form. And it's no courtesy for I feel blessed to be in the warmth of our certainty. And here quite honestly, nervously, but perfectly purposefully, I'll say that I love you. I think that's fucking incredible, honestly, you know, seriously. To be real, to have this being in front of you who can bring you all down to naught, but then at the same time build you up as if through her hands you were wrought. You're caught within her smile, so kind she is taught. She feeds my mind with her knowledge. I call it food for thought. Now, all that I speak is uttered through these lips of purpose. Yes, these lips of lust, the lips with urges, and these lips which the lips your lips and kiss the lips which I worship. No, nervous slips, just these wordless trips through the circuits of your imagination as we interlock fingertips. And now I want to make you smile. So I'm desperately searching the floor for any rare form of beauty to pick up and give to you as a sign of my love. And I come across this bouquet of forget-me-nots. And as I pass them to you, I just whisper, forget-me-not. For people in this life tend to forget me a lot. But, you know, I won't forget what I love and I like. And like these forget-me-nots, darling, don't forget me tonight. Because this love is you and me. As he and she lost in each other's brilliance for the whole world to see. And my grandma liked it. She said it's not a wrestler, but it'll do for now, you know. So there we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so next, I'm going to take us on a bit of like a, a Zelda-like quest. Um, we, lo- we love Zelda, everyone. So, um, basically, go- going along with the theme of what my, um, the theme of, like, transport, basically, um, if you look at all the London tube stations, they're essentially double entendres. So, you know, you can say, um, you can play it one way and then play it another way. So you can say, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to the bank, or my dog won't stop barking, or, you know, my friend's got a whopping big nose. Or, that wasn't very good, but, you know, <laughs> you get the idea. Um... So basically, I said to my grandma, I'll create this like poem that essentially were like the vehicle to move the poem would just be tube stations, and it'll be a kind of like quest where this protagonist is looking for an angel. Yeah. So under a royal oak, I picked up a holy book and I read it as a fable, and it told me to walk northbound in time to find an angel able of granting any three wishes that are begotten within your temple. And now there's gentle tremble to dissemble when I picture this in my mental. I mean, it couldn't be accidental to be sent on this three-wish quest. So I said yes, and walked my right foot in front of my left. And I first passed this white city, where I was greeted by this marble arch. Here we go. <laughs> Lego. Greeted uh, this marble arch, and then these marble walls and marble halls within these, like, marble people who were doing sort of like a marble march. And they say they've been frozen in time in this line by a king who was ridden with loss. Well, his queen left him for the baron's court, so of course the king's cross. Anyway, I continued my quest following a path to a knight's bridge, which was guarded by these seven sisters who did as the knights did, allowing not a... 
I'm loving this. Uh, who did it the Knights did, allowing not a morsel nor mortal to cross this portal to hollow ground, which had been blessed by Blackfriars since the fall of the crown. So they told me to continue east and follow an old street where I'd find the angel, but first I'd have to meet an old man with old ways who worked on this chalk farm. Now his charms are his wise vice, but the sisters said stay calm, because although this man is wise, he's ruled by the bank. You know, he could have lived in a mansion house, but what he earned, he drank. He fell in a debt tank, my balance became blank now. Drink is all he can think of, and drink is all he can thank. And I thank the seven sisters, individually. Victoria. I'm going to leave it there, but fuck those. Kennington? I don't know. Um, and I walked, first following the eastern path and then on north, passing a monument in the Queen's Park that was guarded by this fuck-off high gate. And, and read upon the monument, it just said, follow fate. And, you know, I took it as a sign and continued down that path. Past the Queen's Park as the night grew dark and as the air grew black, I felt the night wind bite. You know, was I on the right path? And then I saw it in sight. There was this distant farm with a steeple on top of a white hill and next to milk-white cows there was a run-down mill and just acres and acres of trees of rotten white apples a run-down cottage next to a bright white chapel. And of course I walked in and was greeted by the promised old man and he was drunk and he was stumbling with a drink in his hand and he asked me what I was doing there and I said, the angel. And he says, oh, you must have come across the old oak in its fable. You know, I met the angel once and she granted me three wishes. Number one, a cannon to bury enemies, keeping them far from me. It destroyed my friend Sloan when he squared up to me. <laughs> Number two, this chalk farm that you see that's now all broken and rubble, all because I like to drink, is that so much trouble? Number three, all the money in the world. I'd make those bankers see. The ones who laughed at me and filled me with jealousy, I'd send them eternally into a frenzy. I wish that I could turn them green with envy. And I was like, come on, man, t- tell me where the angel is. And he said, okay, but first he was hankering for a smoke. A little toke of the dope to help his cerebellum cope. But nope, he was all out. And so was his dealer, Beth. Beth had nil green, he cried and he wept. I was like, god damn, man. And I was like, no, come on, tell me, tell me where the angel is. And he said, all right, but first, he said, what you want to do is you want to walk for a mile. And when you come to mile end, take a left of the limehouse in search of a friend. You see, she tucks herself away next to St. Paul's Cathedral. It's this quiet little spot away from the prying eyes of people. So I thanked the old man for his help upon my quest and with a hopeful breath I opened the door and left. Left to find the angel and had three wishes for me. Thinking up these clear ideas but with a fear they'd worsen me. So I walked for a mile and when I came to mile end I took a left at the limehouse in search of a friend. And at the doors of St Paul's I paused upon the porch and took a second to settle my mind before I walked. And then the doors burst open. And there she stood. The angel. And... When she spoke those words to me, I knew my quest was complete. She said, what are your three wishes, Prince Albert? It's a DLR station. I'll I'll give it 0.5. What are your three wishes, Prince Albert? And I said, well, you know, I've always fancied myself as a bit of a politician, so a seat in the Earl's Court's always been a side mission, number two. I've always really liked the land of sand and sea, so a manor house in East India would really do it for me. Uh, number three, simple request. Needs no fancy lettering or parcel. I just really like a fuck-off massive elephant and a castle. Hey, give up for the band. Ridiculous. Absolutely incredible, though. Wild, wild, wild. Uh, listen, I've been Dan Whitlam. You can find me on Instagram, socials, just Dan Whitlam. Thank you very much. Peace, love.
One more time for the incredible Dan Whitlam. Come on. Finishing on Elephant and Castle. Someone's been practicing. <laughs>